Pace. Blaine and Mickey, 1045 The Zone. What's going on? How's everybody doing out there? Happy Tuesday. There's a bunch of y'all didn't sleep last night. How do I know that? Because I'm one of you. <laughs> and I was up tweeting late in a Were 800 PS. Oh, man. I... About 135 or so. I said, what are we doing? And immediately, Teresa Walker, who I guess never sleeps either, said, it's called adrenaline, Mickey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a little bit about something about that. I get, a, you know, I get, you know, I get a little, uh, like, let's say, uh, punch drunk sleepy on air where we're doing Titans radio, to, you know, to 1230 at night. I don't even know how many people were listening, but it was fun and a lot of, you know, people calling in excited about the the big time victory there and the King and crew and everybody else, man. It was a fun time over at the stadium, man. I hadn't seen it like that since uh, back in the day. So, man, that was exciting with a little more entertainment with the lighting and rocking. I mean, uh, the crowd was, you know, even though there was some Bills fans, there was a lot of them. The Titans fans drowned them out. So great support for the team. And they pulled it off with a great stop there by Big Jeff. So that was that was pretty cool. What an exciting game back and forth. And then to win it. Uh, so that that's always great. I saw this, and I'm trying to find who to source it to. That was the biggest crowd in Nissan Stadium history? Yeah, that's what they said. I think they said it bigger than the 99. I think it's about a two or 300 uh, people extra. 69-419, the official attendance. Okay, and here's Jim Wyatt mm-hmm. with that number. Set a new record for a Titans game at Nissan Stadium, which opened in 1999. The previous high was 69-363 against New England on November 11th, 2018. I, I wonder what, in 1999, what, what game was it? Well, no, the stadium just opened in 99. Oh, so 2018 was the previous high. Oh. Not 99, which I think all of us would have said, okay, it would have been sometime in 1999 when it was new. Maybe there's a couple more seats in a box or something now because you still have to count the seats from somewhere. They have to be there from somewhere. But I think they added some seats uh... – when they remodeled, like, I, but I'm not sure exactly how that whole process worked. It might have been uh, maybe what, a handful of years ago. Remember well, when they, they made it more accessible for uh, handicapped, and uh, I think they added some seats there at the same time. I'm, I'm not sure on that. I'm sure somebody over there at the brass could tell us uh, how they added seats. Or well, they just let more people in. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe they did. I, I can tell you this from, from having to remodel an arena. It's one of my many, many jobs in my college time. Okay. The OSHA guys come in, whatever OSHA stands for, NASA, SCUBA, OSHA. They're the people who make sure everybody oh, has an equal oh, place to sit. I thought that's scuba dies. It, well, no, they're <laughs> scuba. <laughs> so there's probably some OSHA for scuba. But if you – sort of like if you buy an old house, it may have some things that aren't up to code. And uh-huh. as long as they're not up to code and you don't touch them, then sometimes they just let it ride. But once you start to mess with things, then everything has to be modernized. Right. I think that's what was going on. So I'm walking around with this guy, and he's like, "Um, so what do you want to do? I said, we want to put in new seats. And he said, well, let's look at your handicap seating situation. And we we felt like we always had good good options, and we'd never had a complaint. I mean, we were very conscious of anybody who wanted to come to our games. We wanted them to have a good place to sit. So we had to build all these platforms and things, so we lost some seats. And the other thing was this. We lost seats on every row in the stadium because the guy said people are bigger now than they've ever been. The human butt size is bigger. <laughs> so seats are I bigger. I we were going there. The human butt size is bigger. This is per, like, the, so, the inspector. So, so people's butts are bigger. That's no different than the athletes are bigger yes. than they were back then. Butts, oh, too. Okay. Yeah, so that makes sense, though. 
Yeah. Athletes bigger, butts bigger. It's all bigger. Back in the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what she said. So we lost seats on every row. So that's why I'm thinking, boy, the Titans have put new seats in that place. That's interesting because we lost seats. But anyway, uh, maybe like you said, they just sold some extra tickets. Everybody got their money's worth last night. It was an unbelievable game. 34-31. They, they essentially went it on what looked like a goal line stand, but was a couple of yards. Somebody corrected me, just attacked me on Twitter this morning, saying how dumb, because I had retweeted something that said it was a goal line stand. I didn't even say it. I said fourth well, down. Well, well, let's get technicality, because you can get clarity for me. What is actually a goal line stand? Like, where is the, it has to be on the inch line? I guess so. Or the one-yard line? That's a great question. I, or, some guy or can told it be me, in the two or the three? Wouldn't you say two or three is close enough? I would definitely would have said that that's a goal line stand. Yes. Yeah. Well, they were they were trying to get inches, right? That's all they needed to get. Was yeah, a they only needed a first, first down, down, which is what's well, they needed inches for first down. Same but concept. A, but they needed two yards for a touchdown, right. correct? But they're going for the first down to win the game, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a goal line stand. Right, yeah, I, I, I think that's a real technical. There were so few just, seconds left. To me, that's being, as uh, Jay Martin Ramon would say, petty. <laughs> yeah, that, that, come on, really? <laughs> we going to get that? T- what? Here's the other thing people are fighting about. This right. I saw this fight. You saw the fight? I saw this a word fight, because oh. everybody fights on oh. social media. Oh. They oh. word oh. fight. The quarterback slipped, so they really didn't defend him. He slipped. Huh? That's a real thing. Oh, he slipped. He never even had traction. What's to defend? He slipped because Big Jeff was right there pushing him to the ground. Well, yeah, he, he slipped because he felt the pressure of his lineman in front of him, and he <laughs> slipped, and then he, he couldn't get up. So I fall in, and I can't get up. Yeah, and you got tagged. So sure you're done. Yeah, so what a great play. I mean, man. You know, people don't understand how impressive a play that is. And when I say that, I'm talking about, you know, it's not like, you know, a receiver jumping up, making a one-hand catch. This is comparable. Or, you know, some DB jumping sure. up over the top of somebody making a play or what have you. Uh, I remember first thing comes to mind, like when Nate Washington jumped over the back of that guy in, in Nissan Stadium and caught that ball. To push another human being backwards and pancake them on their back to weigh 300-something pounds, of a man who is trying to stop you and run force against you, and you do that, that is a remarkable play. And I think you heard it in Coach Mack and, and Mike Keith calling it. They're the excitement. It, it took uh, you know Coach Mack to uh, go out of character and, and, and to say some things he may get fined for. Right? Do you have that, uh, Lucas? Of what Coach Mack actually said. Not yes. Not yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Because he knows how hard that is to do. And and you know what? We may be spoiled a little bit because we've seen goal line stands a lot here in Nashville. I think that's probably like the third one. It was pretty remarkable. It might be more than that. You know, but man, that you can recall. I remember the Chargers one. Remember, that was the coming out party for Big Jeff. Mm -hmm. He had just kind of come back from his injury at that point. Yeah, but I'm talking about the Chargers back when – Lights out was out there. Lights out, guys. Lights out. Yeah, he out. got locked. Yeah. So there, there's been a lot of them, man. That that that's just a man. And to that was like the game winner, man. That's that's like a walk off home run. I mean, that was that was special, man. Uh, you gotta gotta be excited if you're a Titans fan. Just watching the team, I really was impressed actually with the the play calling on pretty much both sides. You can be ticky tacky uh, with some of the calls, uh, especially early on for the offense. I think it was more the players. Uh, on offense, uh, probably press and try to make you know things happen without letting it just 
come you come to form uh, and happen on its own. But yeah, they kind of let uh, old Mister Taney time do five step drop there in the second half instead of the three step drop. They said, guess what? The heck with if we could protect it, we about to let loose. So I, I really, I really kind of felt like they were in a nice little rhythm. Now, did they complete all the balls and all those things? No. But it looked like, okay, it made a lot of sense, all the things that they were doing, especially the second half offensively. And defensively, you know, they changed some things up. Some of the things, I, not to my liking, but it actually can cause confusion and make you hold on to the ball a little bit longer right. uh, for that split second, and then the pressure was getting there. So, yeah, man, it was it was just great to see them play like that and then to actually win it. Because all the odds were against them. They were dinking and dunking them all the way down. People said, oh, they could have called something done something. I, it's really hard to say what you should have done. You wanted them to earn it. Somebody came up and made a big play. Hooker and Jackson on the, you know, the stop to make the them have to go for the yeah. fourth down. And then Big Jeff. So, man, a great complimentary game from all uh, special teams and the trick plays that were tried, uh, which is, you know, typical for Abel, though. <laughs> I mean, I you know what? He's more perturbed that it didn't work than that he actually did it because it, it should have worked. Yeah. People missed their blocks. And that's why Rodgers, I think it was Rodgers, who was that? That was threw the ball. He, he, that guy was supposed to be in blocked by two people. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that should, he should have been able to make a good throw. So, yeah, that was a well-designed. And that was all for da-da-da, da-da, da-da, do-do-do, do-do-do. Yeah, Monday night. And they showed out. And the, and the fans, the fans showed out, and it was rocking. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty cool. Proud to be here. Uh, a Titan fan, that's for sure. You said all week, you've said this all season, you said this last season, Mike Vrabel does his best coaching when when everything seems lost and his back against the wall. Yeah. Well, and the players, seem over to play, and over. The, the players seem to do it too, though. But, yes, he does too. I mean, he pulls rabbits out of his hat, man. He does. I mean, man, those were some well-designed. And, you know, you could give Vrabel the credit. You could give the special team. Sure. He still had to say, hey, man, let's design something. Let, let's, what, what, can we, what can we get on him? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, man, that was that was pretty cool. I I just wish it would have worked because the Bills, uh, what is it, Buffalo Bills, uh, Twitter handle actually tweeted out that finally a forward pass <laughs> call. Yeah, so that was hilarious too. So they had a sense of humor and in their two chartered planes here that they brought uh, there by the ownership group, as we understand it. Yeah, Mickey. So uh, yeah, Bills Mafia was in full effect. Didn't see I didn't see any tables breaking. So yeah, tables are safe in the city. So that, Bars that had good. a good weekend selling all, you know. Oh, yeah, they drank up all the, the brew here. Chicken wings, they came and ate it all, drank it all, and they went home with an L. You just can't beat it. It doesn't <laughs> get any better than that. And on Monday night, too, the only game in, oh, gosh, the only football game in the world, and they won that game like they did. It was fantastic. And I think now we can say this. Will Derrick Henry, the king, get his just due and be mentioned in the conversation of MVP? I mean, if he if he's not in the top ten now, I I don't know what else he could actually do. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, and I, I, I I'm gonna just give it a broad ten, but I I would say higher than that. But yeah, he's he has to be. It's, it's, this guy's there's nobody like him. I mean, you you he's hitting all these marks, and then making it look like it's easy. Yeah, like, he really is. I'm like, wow, man, this he's he's. We all know he's special, but I think we we get used to that's going to happen every game, and it, it really isn't. I mean, but he keeps doing it. Sure. Uh, so he's, he's fast enough to run away from everybody, and he's big enough to run over everybody. No, he's twenty one point eight fast. 
Well, that's the fastest run of his career, right? Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> I think they might have said that's the fastest run by a running back this year so far. And this is a guy with 2,000 yards on his legs last year who's on the pace for more than that this year on those legs. And those legs are still well, carrying and, and 21 they, to miles. To be fair, he, his first couple years, he didn't have a lot of, you know, tread on those tires. I mean, they weren't running a lot because we had DeMarco Murray. Sure. Who it was, was like really 1,200 yards, I think, in his first two, two years, years total. Right. So he was kind of he was splitting time or really not even that, really. Mm-hmm. So now he's catching up. Uh, so we shall see. But, man, tip of the cap. And, by the way, speaking since we're talking about Derrick Henry before we go to break is – I think his contract is not guaranteed next year. I think we need to guarantee that. Go ahead. Mr. He's got two more years left on that. I think it was $50 million. I may be off of some numbers here. No, so it's, about, wanna... it's about $50 million. Yeah. yeah, I think they need to guarantee next year. Sorry, Charlie. Like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, if I'm his agent. Yeah. Hey, man, y'all go ahead and put it in writing that my man's going to get this no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's doing some things that is... Off the it's like, It's him and Jim Brown and O.J. Simpson every week. And I know a lot of but you just know. they go back to the helmet day when we have a grill. I mean, they, that's right. how far back they got to go. And I know a bunch of you really don't know much about O.J. as a ball player, but more as a <laughs> as a. Well, I didn't know him as a ball player. On I only knew him about the guy running through the airport. Oh, commercials. Yeah, he was Hertz rent a car. Yeah, yeah, because I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch I didn't see him a lot. And I was a running back. I was a big running back fan, being that I was a running back that time. So, you uh, I was uh OJ was big for his time and was faster than everybody. He was big for his time, six one, six two probably, which was big for a running back at that time. And he was as fast as everybody, or faster than anybody. Lucas is telling us we gotta yeah, go fast. Gotta run, All right, like Colt in Memphis is on. Colt, if you will hold, we'll go straight to the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline when we come back. We've got to do our game ball awards. We are not giving away balls, but we give away. We had a bunch of calls last week. I want game balls. Well, you know what? Actually, make sure the callers call in and they have somebody they want to give the game balls to, too. That's what I'm saying. So you can join that as well. We'll give ours in this hour. We want to hear from you, Coach Mack, in hour number two. Phone lines open, 615-737-1045. It's Blaine and Mickey on 104.5 The Zone. Under center. Sneaking. No, I don't he know. Did not make that. I do not know. Let's see where they spot it. He did not make that. The Titans think they have stopped it. Let's wait. Allen tried to sneak. He got nothing, or so it appeared. They got it. They got it. They did it. They did it. Yes. Not yes. Not yes. Hell yes. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. If you think Coach Mackin into this stuff, you're not paying any attention. And by the way, if you're not turning down the TV and listening to Titans Radio, you're not doing this right. A fantastic fourth down stand uh, with time running out on the clock there by the Tennessee Titans last night. Big Jeff just with a heroic play. And uh, it was fun to watch, and it was a great ending. And uh, it's a, a young player Big Jeff just continuing to take those strides. Colton Memphis has been on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. He called in in the first segment. I think this is the very play that he's been wanting to talk about. Colt, thanks for checking in. Hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, it's the, the the last play there, we're all hyped up because it was a great play by our Titans. But and maybe they're talking about it on Bill's radio, but I, I was shocked. I turned around to my buddy at, at the game. Yeah. Like, there, there's no way they're they're actually going to go for this, right? I mean, surely – They've got one timeout. There's 20 seconds left. You know, I thought they were going to go hard count and, and try to draw them off. But 
you know, even even if they pick up the first down, you know, there's, uh, you know, 15 seconds left. They're probably going to use their timeout. Maybe, you know, they, they try a pass play or something. But it just seems like the, you know, the the strategy there, the, the and, of course, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty, but just didn't really seem to be gaining a whole lot there because if you pick up the first down, you're still probably not going to have a three-yard quarterback sneak for a touchdown. So just the strategy of it just didn't seem – to make a ton of sense, and McDermott, you know, he's done a great job, but I, I just seems pretty crazy. I, I was shocked that they actually went for it, and I feel like that's not really being talked about. I'm, I don't know if it's coaching malpractice, but look, getting close to it, at least in my eyes. Yeah, it, Cole, this is interesting because Vrabel makes decisions, and we, you know, like not going for it for, for two at the end of the Jets game, and it's like, gosh, if you somehow – because they, they kicked the extra point, they went to overtime, and ultimately the, the Jets got them. So the question always is – when is the right time to try to end the game? And I think of like Sam Pittman in Arkansas playing Ole Miss, and they just went for two and tried to end the game. They didn't get it. Ole Miss won that game. Um, Sean McDermott. And it is interesting because they were, what, three yards or so from the end zone. They could have gotten a first down, and he's right. He's There's no way he's probably going to – it looked like a straight up just trying to get the first down play. So a lot to unpack from that game. But, but we've had this discussion some this year because it seems to keep coming up. When do you try to just end the game and get the heck out of there? And when do you think, let's play for overtime? Well, I think from the college point of view, I think old school thinking is exactly he's on point. Mm -hmm. And I think when analytics became part of the game now and helps make decisions and, mm -hmm. and actually, you know, you kind of refer to it most times unless you have a good feel for how the game is going and you go outside of that. I think that's why they went for it. And actually, if you're on the road and you're the road team, I would have done the same thing. Now, they also, you know, uh, <laughs> they had done this earlier in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the quarterbacks, I think two other times. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the Titans was like, okay, well, we're going to stun inside, and they, we're going to come get this. And they stemmed they into stemmed. the gaps. Mm -hmm. yep. And they were doing this during the game every time. And make them, they wanted to make them false start. Mm -hmm. It's a little trick, you know, that it actually – I've seen Belichick do that, mm -hmm. but a lot of teams do it. And, uh, you know, I like it because then it also confuses their blocking schemes. And at the last minute, they have to make adjustments. You have to be on the same page. You don't have time to communicate if you're an offensive lineman. Right. Uh, and he slipped, but it was because of the penetration. Uh, so, you know, unfortunately, they didn't get it. Uh, but I, I would have gone for it, too, as well. At home, too. I mean, uh, you know, on, on the, the road. road. On the road. If I'm at home, I might have kicked this. Say, let's live with our crowd and uh, let's see if we can win it. We have the better quarterback so and you know he's six what five 250 you know he's not a little guy no this guy he's just a heck of a player he's he's the king with the arm right that's what he is with a a, cannon. A, a, yeah. king with a cannon yeah so yeah i, I wasn't i wasn't opposed to it but i'm sure you know hindsight's 2020 and everybody's going to critique it, and that's why they lost the game but uh i don't i don't think mcdermott who was actually uh he was the assistant uh linebackers coach when i was in philadelphia Ron Rivera was the linebackers coach. Jeez. And Leslie Frazier was the DB coach. Every one of those people were head coaches. Andy yeah. Reid coaching tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Harbaugh was special teams. <laughs> special teams, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I spoke to <laughs> yeah, yeah, Coach uh, Frazier uh, yesterday before the game. But we, we didn't talk a lot about the strategy, how, you know, uh, they contained him before this last game. But uh, he, he felt pretty confident going into the game that uh, had a great shot of doing decent uh, – uh, against the King, and maybe not hold him to, you know, 60 yards, but they thought they'd hold him under 100. They were giving up 78 rush yards per game, and he got 76 on one carry. Yeah, Just amazing. Broke, I think that really broke their back. 
Yeah. Uh, as well as I, I think they, you know, the Titans won the game earlier uh, with them holding them to field goals, the Bills, the first couple times. Sure. That was, that was big. Kind of like a la the Jets. Uh, exactly. That's what it seemed like to me. You think, gosh, if you're, you're one touchdown away from being ahead in this game. And then they did that. They finally got going. I think Lucas had a stat. Let's see if we got the same one. Because I got one this morning from ESPN. What have you got on the Bills? This is from Next Gen Stats. Okay. The Next Bills, Gen is good stuff. The Bills' decision to go for it on fourth and inches was unequivocally the optimal call, according to the Next Gen Stats decision guide. Conversion probability, 75%. Win probability, 63% if you go for it, 42% if you hit the field goal. See, ESPN does win probability, and it was a little closer. It was 48.9% if you go for it, 47.5% if you kick the field goal. So even yours, which was a much greater number, and even the smaller number, the, even the, the stats, every, the predictability, the analytics said, Go ahead and, and go for this. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's not to say you're supposed to do that all the time. Oh, right. But it, Read it gives the room. You, uh, Good coaches, great coaches, also go by the feel of the game. Yeah. And they were moving the ball. And so in your mind, you say, how the heck can we not get an inch? And we have a 6'5", you know, 40, 50, you know, quarterback. Or whatever he is, I think he's, what, 245 or something. But, yeah. And so the probability is that you, yeah, if he just lays down, he's going to get a half an inch. He's going to get more than that. Seriously, just yeah. to fall mm-hmm. forward as big as he is. Nobody can predict that. He, the probability of him slipping. <laughs> Nobody can, or, or his offensive tackle Dawkins getting drove back. He's listed at six five two thirty. Or, or, or in some people's mind, it was Taylor Lewan who got <laughs> yeah. drove back. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard has this rant. <laughs> now, now I'm not a national guy, but do, do they write that stuff up for him, and then somebody else botch that, or did he actually do that on his own? Well, it had to be because if he had watched the game, he would have seen. I mean, how long it took to get Lawan carted off, and right. uh, yeah, somebody fed him. Uh, how does nobody come over his ear though and just say, "No, stop, stop it"? That's not what happened. Yeah, Chris Broussard, by the way, if, maybe that was a setup. Uh, national guy <laughs> talking about this game and how uh, the backup for Taylor Lawan, who had been knocked out for the Bills, that he was a Bill. Yeah. He had been knocked out of the game earlier, and the Bills had his backup in. Oh, this okay. Here's the Chris Broussard audio. Misinformed on the play yes josh allen smith or josh allen slipped but it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of tennessee i wonder why could it be because ten or uh, buffalo's pro bowl left tackle taylor lewan was injured if he's there maybe that doesn't happen but he's out so you got a second stringer that josh allen's trying to go behind and you see he got destroyed dawkins whoever that is all right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone overall. Happened on the play. Yes, Josh Allen Smith. Mm. Um, what's funny is one of the Buffalo writers had quote tweeted this and essentially said, the guy who was playing at that time has been the starter there for four years. He's, been, he's a longtime starter. He's not a backup. He's not just some guy who isn't whatever Dawkins. He's the regular starter. He said it's so matter of fact, like, oh, I'm really going to get him with this one. He botched that. Oh. Yeah, that, that, was, that was horrible in all, all sense of the matter. <laughs> was, I mean, we all miss something sometime. But yeah, that's, yeah, but not, that's not egregious. That, Taylor Wan is a pro bowl and sometimes all yeah. pro caliber player who had been carried off on a stretcher that you would have noticed if you'd watched any of the game. Then he went on to talk about the big game from Bill's running back, Derrick Henry. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. uh, 
Uh, we got we got a bunch of people who want to talk to us. Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Let's take some of these calls. Some game I know balls. Joey's got game balls. Uh, Rue in Lebanon though has been on. Let's let's get Rue on here who wants to talk about I believe the uh, the non human running back that the Titans have. Hey Rue. Oh, to you, Blaine. I met you a long time ago when when you had a. I wouldn't really call him an understudy. His name was Donald Driver. I met you too. It was a great experience. And uh, I actually talked to you several times. Uh, but yeah, Derrick Henry is a man child. We all know this. Yeah. And I, I want to change it up just for a second. Let me ask you a question as far as – I know you all have covered this already. And I just recently joined the show. What does it look like, the outlook, I want to ask you to as far as the Kansas City Chiefs game coming up? I know it's a short week. Mm-hmm. We've had some injuries. But we've also had some guys step up in some key roles. And I'm going to hang up and listen to you again. Blaine, I appreciate you. Mickey, keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you. you. Uh, Man, I I think uh, just looking at the depth of where we're at, like even some guys that aren't even hurt, let's say that played injured and had a serious injury, Bud Dupree. Now, he may not have been a huge factor in the game, but can his body respond quick enough to get the swelling down so he can play and contribute and be a factor? Yeah. And continue to kind of grow on this last game mm-hmm. coming off an ACL in December. Right. So that's why I said I might have held him out just so because I knew it was a short week. Uh, but cornerback is going to be, you know, something they're going to be looking into. Uh, you know, a vet. I, I would prefer a veteran guy. I would bring up the, the I think it's Jones is number 23, who I number, like. I know, I know. We uh, liked him. I'm he not talking about as a starter, but right. naturally in a role like Borders. Right. Borders now has moved up, and I like him in his role where somebody goes down, he's right there. And, you know, that that's right where he should be. Uh, actually, I was really fascinated with Jackson and how well he played. Uh, I was always interested in seeing his top-end speed. But, man, he feels real comfortable out there, even going against Diggs. When they show zoomed in and went on some of the one-on-ones, I, I like what I saw. I got to make sure he's healthy. He went out of the game, came back in the game. That don't mean he won't be sore and can't practice all week. Right. Uh, you know, I saw him tape his ankle. I don't know if it was an ankle or shin or what it may have been. But so I would probably look into a veteran. Got to, You know, you heard Vrabel talk about it. You know, what, what has he been doing? Has he been on somebody's practice squad? Has he been practicing? Is he in shape? Can he pick up our system? You know, because this is a guy that you're going to implement. He's going to be in a backup role and could play pretty quick if he has some experience. And there's some guys out there. You you may even want to look into, you know, giving up a late pick for someone who's you know, like third on the roster. Uh, it was it's a guy. It's a couple guys out there. It's not playing. I think that are you know potentially trade type guys. Sure. Uh, and no big names, by the way. I'm not right. talking about any big names, but just quality young players who've been in the league that you know maybe need a new start, but. Teams are holding on to them because they, they know in case of injuries, they may need them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm concerned more about that. Oh, you know, O-line, one more guy go down. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, you got a LaJuan situation. Uh, he's in concussion protocol. So, that on a short week, you just never know about those things. Some are different than others. Uh, so, and then we got old Julio with the hammy. So, it just keeps stacking up. Next man up mentality is what they say, but I say next opportunity to showcase your skills. And that's what it is. Sure. Yeah. I, hey, all 
hey, I may I got my opportunity with somebody injured my rookie year. Yeah. So I know exactly. So you've been prepping and preparing all this time, waiting for opportunity. And they start talking to me during the game. I said, hey, ho, ho, I prepared. I'm about to go have fun now. Let me, let me, let me just play football. Let's go. Don't make it the rocket scientists because rocket scientists move a lot faster than on that field. So let's go. <laughs> they, they can't afford to be stingy with late round draft picks, I don't think, at this point. It, it, you, you've got to have bodies. I mean, mm-hmm. Fulton is on IR, as you said. Farley's gone, torn ACL again. That one caught me. I, I didn't really see all of that. I don't know if it is it the same one he tore before. Remember, I brought that up before he had tore his ACL. Nobody even talked about that. Not, not that I know of. So now it's been shoulder, it's been back. He's had back surgery. Now nice. this is two, two ACLs. ACLs. Yeah. And we don't know if it's the same one or not. So it's either one on both. Or two on one. Yeah. I mean this this is not trending well for this film. Let's uh, let's give away some game balls. We'll get to ours, but we got Joey, we got Luke, we also got Gary, who I think just wants to talk Titans. Hey man, it's post Titans. It's it's the day after the game. We want to take all your Titans calls today. Joey is up next though. Joey, who gets your game ball or game balls from Monday Night Football? So I got a couple of them, but first I want to you know I'm surprised y'all hadn't said this yet, but. You know, last night, you know, Henry moved into sec- tied second all-time all uh, with uh, rushing touchdowns with Eddie George at 64, and I think he only they only trail uh, uh, Earl Campbell, and he has 72. So just think about that one. Yeah. But my game balls, uh, my first one, to the offensive line for having a clean sheet last night. You know, keep Tannehill upright, sure letting did. him do what he do he does. My second one goes to KB. You know, that was an amazing interception uh, right there when he got it and, you know, got us down with the return into the red zone. Uh-huh. And my third game ball, it goes to Coach Mack and Mike Keith, you know, because without them, I wouldn't be able to watch the game like I used to because I hear them and I can see it up top. And I'm just – I'm forever grateful for them and the, the station for what y'all do every all the time. Joey, thank you, man. We're thankful to people like you who appreciate the station and hang out with us on here every day and every night. I disagree with those game balls. Yeah, those are good ones. I like him working in Mike and Matt. Yeah, that was was pretty cool. That was fantastic (laughs) last night. Uh, Luke in Nashville. Oh, this says bills, but not balls. But let's get Luke anyway. What's going on, Luke? Uh, Yeah, no, I just wanted to to point out a potentially worrisome pattern. Um, Mm -hmm. Really excited about the, the win last night. But uh, wondering if we'll see them again in the playoffs. You know, last year we had the big win against the Ravens and lost the first round. The year before, huge win against the Chiefs. I was at that game, lost to them in the AFC Championship. The year before, we didn't make the playoffs, but we trounced the Patriots. And then they go and win the Super Bowl. So I want to get your guys' thoughts about, you know, potentially seeing them again in the playoffs. And uh, But it was a great win, super exciting, awesome uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. I remember this. Uh, I remember this team. I got a friend who played on it back in '99, and they beat the same team twice in the regular season. And then, son of a gun, they had to play those rascals again in the playoffs, and they found a way to beat them. That was the '99 Tennessee Titans with my friend Blaine Bishop. I think you know him. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I would have bet that we could not have beat them three times. That's how much respect I have for them. I, and I yeah. know they, they still are bitter about it all and everything, uh, but man, they, they were a super talented team, and they brought the best out of us. Sure uh, did. You know, so 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still perturbed that uh, Jeff Fisher thought that that was our home field because he was getting them riled up. And I'm like, hey, man, you're not out here running around chasing Jimmy Smith and, and tackling Fred Taylor, bro. Come on, Keenan McCardell. Yeah, just chill out on that. Yeah, hopefully it'll be ours, but let's not let's not let the rabbit out, out the bag now. <laughs> no. Nah, who do was there? Who was their big tight end? The big tight end, Brady. Kyle Brady. Oh, Brady. Whoa, yeah, he was a giant. Yes, he was. He was a giant to me. <laughs> so they had some guys, man. They did. Yeah, they they, they offense. They, they were pretty tough to stop, and let alone Barcelli and Searcy. Yeah, these guys were. They were. They were mean. They were nasty. They were athletic. Uh, that, I, yeah, that that was tough to do. I mean, yeah, we just matched up well. We had we had their number. No different than the Ravens had our number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. That was it. Well, and it's interesting the caller's point though that. You see, maybe you see these teams, but that's just when you get to the upper echelon of the NFL, you're occasionally going to see these teams in the regular season, and then you're always going to see one of them in the playoffs. So it, it may be the same team again, and that's just, by gosh, the hard thing to do. But to get to the Super Bowl, you have to do next to impossible things, and it would be something like beat the Bills twice in a season. For me personally, as a, as a player, though, I've always liked playing teams that I knew or we played against at least one time during the regular season because I knew exactly what the scouting report was on the guys that I've matched up against. So that made me feel ultimately comfortable uh, against my, you know, in my personal matchups in the game. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Gary in the borough uh, is on. He is up next. Gary, hold on. We'll get straight to you. You want to join him on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. We will give our game balls when we come back right here on the Blaine and Mickey Show. Tannehill. Gives Henry on the left side to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown, Titans. Three times for Derrick Henry for the second straight game. Yeah, it was a light workload for Derrick Henry. Only 20 carries in that game for 143 yards. You brought this to my attention, though. Did he ever come out of the game? On, even on third down, you said blasting game came in a, a handful of time, but not a lot. Because they didn't have a backup because McNichols there, wasn't there. There were no and, backup running backs, only two fullbacks. Yeah. And so blasting game with his versatility. Yeah. You can go and do some things like that. But I just they were throwing him the ball. Yeah, two catches, 13 yards. Yep. So I I I still don't feel like he was overworked, though. That's crazy, isn't it? That's that's insane for me to he say. He only had 20 carries. We're like, wow, he's and we were watching him after and, Gabe and doing those catches. interviews. He wasn't even sweating. Yeah, he. He looked like oh everything's all good. <laughs> Man, I would have been in, I would have put my entire body neck down into the cold tub. Yeah, well maybe he did immediately. Maybe after he did. the game. Maybe that's what he did. Oh well, he might have. Yeah, they, they. I don't know if it could fit. You know him. He'd have to be a deep cold tub to yeah. get the king in there. If they have it at the facility, but he he could fit in there. He could force himself in there. Oh, they got fancy stuff now, Blaine. This isn't like you in a plastic tub of ice like it used to be. They got all no, kinds I of fancy stuff. It wasn't a plastic tub when I was there. They have individual ice tubs. They still have them. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has. I mean, they don't have a huge, uh, big ice tub. Oh no, the little ones. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah, has their the own steel ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they still. That's what they use after the game. I think they've got like the super cold like pool over there now. They got all kinds of stuff. 
Really? At yes. The, at the, uh, the facility? I think they have I a mean, cold. At the stadium? A, oh, no, not stadium facility. Oh, no. I know they do it at the, at the facility. At the stadium, but, but no, it's tubs of ice. He's not at the facility. Right. We're at the stadium. He just got to get in his own individual tub yeah, of ice. Yeah, yeah. I, I only did that a couple times immediately after the game. Yeah. You know, he, he needs to just do it after every game. Go ahead and get that oh, information I'm sure he knocked does. down. Yeah. But he acts like he just, uh, you know, just woke up this good day. I had a nice little jog today right. at, at the office. He's not human. Uh, yeah, Gary he is not. Gary in the borough will get you, and then Gilbert in Austin, Texas. But first, Gary, what's going on, Gary? Thanks for checking in to Blaine and Mickey. Hey, guys. You're awfully quiet there. Um, what's going on? Just wanted to say two things. One, you know, I'm going to – didn't say it before. I throw a game ball out to Julio just for that catch. I mean, if I threw him a game ball and it bounced off eight people, he'd still catch it. And yeah, that. that was funny. He was but, laughing about that, too. And – um. Other thing too, they keep talking about that call, and you know, should have gone for the tie or whatever. They made a point on, I think it was on NFL Network last night, that the reason that he had to go for it is the last six times that the Titans had the ball, they scored four touchdowns, two field goals. You gonna give another chance on a coin flip? Yeah, absolutely. Real good point. If you see that the other team, you can't stop them. Titans offense is actually up to number eight in scoring offense in the NFL. They've just been creeping up, creeping up. And one thing I can say about the offense, I want to address this. Seems like the offense operates better with one superstar. Could be my perception, but it just seems like it it functions better and everybody's on the same Page, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but that's just how it seems to me. And I don't know if they really know how to utilize Julio and his skill set. I think they kind of run their offense, and he has a certain skill set that you know that he's better at. And they got to figure out what that is. Now he has to be available, right? For the, I mean, you don't want to be just in games, but it's at practice too. So uh, it's just kind of interesting that I, I'm, I'm starting to see that, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. We shall see. Hopefully he'll be available, Julio and A.J. Brown, both the next game, and then we shall get to see uh, a little bit more. Because really they only played the Seahawks game, and that's really in the first game. Yeah, they spent very little time on the field together. Uh, Mike Vrabel today asked about Julio. He said basically he'll be evaluated day by day. No update other than that. Uh, Let's get Gilbert all the way from Austin, Texas. Man, love Austin, Texas. Gilbert, thanks for calling Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, Austin. Hey, guys, uh, love the show. Listen to it every day. Thank you. Um, my game balls actually to the kicking game because it was actually a non-factor, two of two field goals, four of four extra points. Yeah. And we all know as Titans fans, you know, kicking has not have always been our strength, mm-hmm. but very happy when you have to worry about that last night. Hey, Great call because that was going to be my special team game ball was to Randy. I have a gut bullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Now, how you like me now? Because we're making assumptions and assume that if he would have missed one of those extra points, guess what? And this happened. They're going to kick a field goal and win yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so uh, that, that he gets the game ball. I, I like the effort on some of the gadget plays that, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't work. But, yeah, that, that he's my game ball. So implement my game balls, but that was mine on special teams. Well, and they almost gave back that game ball on the kick return, but uh, luckily, it went, luckily it went back. And they replayed it. He did actually hold them. So I was interested to see if it was kind of a one that, eh, nah, he held him. That guy wasn't going to make the play, but, you know, the, the guy's blocking. He doesn't know where the returner is at. Right. Mm-hmm. He was on that side. So, yeah, they got him. 
Lucas, we got a minute here. Uh, game balls from you, and then you you could escape special team. You I got, escape a special you got yeah, offense, defense. Go. Give Johnny Townsend some love too. A couple punts, yeah. average fifty three yards, had a sixty three yeah. You didn't notice right. him, so yes, uh, we're not, not talking about him. him. Yes, you know, they, yeah. they I mean, did, a, he did a good job. Kevin Byard continues his bounce back season. Huge interception and a nice return after it. Uh, and offensively, A.J. Brown, his version of the flu game. He had the tip of the cap to it on his Instagram story, too, photoshopping his face over MJ leaning on Pippen, who had Henry photoshopped over <laughs> That was what he is? Yeah, he posted oh my, it. I thought somebody the and he threw game. Chipotle under the bus yeah, after the game. burrito <laughs> games, it's going to be known. That was a good one. All right, you got special teams hit, man. Who else you got? Uh, you know, we, we've been hitting them over the head, at least the fan base has. And I'm, I'm going to go with the O.C. and the D.C. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm going coaches. I thought they did a good job. They start to get in the rhythm, uh, especially the second half there on offense. So yeah, I thought uh, Bowen and Downing did a pretty solid guy, job. And as well as, as uh, Lucas said, Townsend, I, I really, man, you, you value those kickers until they mess up. So, yeah, let's give them, give them their props. Mm-hmm. And Bullock. Mm-hmm. So Bullock, mine for special teams. Uh, he made all of his kicks. Uh Four extra points, two field goals. Like Blaine said, we needed every one of those points last night if you wanted to see the Titans get that win. Defense, I went with Big Jeff just because uh, five tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, two quarterback hits, and just the play at the end. Ooh, you got Landry and and, and Kevin Byer. Landry had two sacks. I know. I'm I'm going Big Jeff. Jeff Grande, as he's, as he's known. Jeff I know. Yes, large that's Jeff. That's when it's, it's getting good, when you, you have numerous guys. When you have to fight over who's gets yeah. your game ball. And on offense, I'm going way out of left field. In – W.I. Nick Westbrook Aquina. He had three catches in the game, all on the last drive, and yeah. he pancaked the dude on the on Henry the, touchdown. Henry Long, you're right. Woo! And his key was, I mean, his block was very key in that play all the way because that guy had his hand out there and he pancaked, pancaked him. it out. That was awesome. I was like, ooh, that you get paid the big bucks right there. Oh my bad, you're not making the big bucks, but that's how you get to the big bucks. You got to start showing you can block. That dude, uh, he yeah. just keeps hanging around. He gets opportunities. He makes yeah. the most of. I Julio still like the way out. he catches the ball, though. It, it looks uncomfortable. <laughs> it, you know what he looks like? He looks like a DB catches the ball. Like it's you got to catch it away. From, yeah, that it, it, inconsistency there. I'm interested to see if he can continue this catch the ball. But he is. He's catching them, so you got to give him props. You know, Julio on that last he's drive, and that dude went out there and caught three balls. Yeah, he's comfortable because he's been out there. Sure is. No trust. People don't understand when the coaching staff shows trust in you. Even if you make a boo-boo, guess what? Your confidence just skyrockets. Yep. Our uh, first hour has skyrocketed away from us. Hour number two coming up next, including a visit from Coach Mack in about 25 minutes. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.